0: I don't care if it's a
1: week, two, four, six, seven, eight. Who do we appreciate? LeBron James. That's who y'all got to start start appreciating. And you got to stop disrespecting this man. You got A.J. Brown, who's a legit number one. And you got Julio, who's a legit number one. One of them dudes got to get double-teamed. Who going to get double, team. Who gonna get double team? And whoever gets double-teamed, the other one gets double. the ball. I'm saying this, with no pun intended, but full of pride. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of the Prideful Takes Podcast. Like always, it's your boy Pride, the man on the case, my man right here, Big Jace. Thank you for
0: being here, my guy. How are you doing today, brother? I'm doing great. I'm excited. You choose me to be on the first episode? I love it. Thanks. I appreciate you, man. Uh, I appreciate you being here. Look, we got a
1: a big show today, bro, but we're going to start... We're going to start off stupid spicy today. So now that the whole NBA thing is kind of changing, people believe Giannis is now the best player in the world. I decided to have a little fun, right? So these players are arguably are in a lot of people's top three. So I decided to pull some of them, have a little bit of fun, and we're going to play a game called overrated, underrated, or properly rated. And we're going to play with Kevin Durant, the snake, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek Freak, and Steph, baby face warrior, Curry. So, Jace, ball's in your court right now, my guy. All right. You can pick some. Who's overrated, underrated, and properly rated going into the next season?
0: Well, starting off, I mean, I'm not going to – I don't have a lot to say on Steph Curry. He's properly rated. He's the greatest shooter of all time. I don't know how you oh, – yeah, it's properly rated there. You can't be underrated when you're the greatest at something, Right. Now, for overrated, you gotta go Kevin Durant. Like, what meaningful game has he been in? The last time he was in the finals, it got hurt and was in Kawhi just took the lead and took everything. He, 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 it's weird. Like, he's so good when he's on the the floor, but he just can't stay on the floor. And then he, even when he's off the floor, he's got these little pitter patters on Twitter using fake accounts and that stuff. It's a, it's a mess. <laughs> he don't know what to do. And for underrated, yeah, you, you talk about it. A lot of people are high on Giannis right now, but it, I, I've been saying it. I said it. On, I've said it on posting up. It doesn't matter if he can't shoot the three. You just got to build the right team around it. Ben Simmons, he has all the skills that Giannis does, but he's even a better facilitator. But they just did not build the team around him. I think Ben Simmons has a has an ability to get to that level, but Giannis has shown. And even he took over the finals. That he was draining free throws. That was a, one of the biggest snacks And he's coming out making. Well, he was making like ninety percent at the in that final game, he which was, he'll never do again. He'll never he do never that. that never but still, you, you can you can bypass when you're so good defensively. You're so good at getting to the basket. You're so good at getting the boards. You can make up for not being able to shoot the three ball. I understand that the league has evolved, and Steph Curry, greatest shooter of all time, but you he was the eighth seed and got bounced in the first round, right? Like he, Shooting threes isn't everything in today's NBA. Okay.
1: That, that's There's a lot to unpack there. So first and foremost, I think I'm a little bit disqualified here because I am not a massive fan of Giannis. I'm going to explain why. I'm going to get there in a minute. I just want to say one thing. If Kevin Durant's foot is a half-size smaller, we're not having this conversation. I'm just throwing that out there. But, again, I'm not going to be a clown. I'm not going to make excuses because at the end of the day, Giannis got the ring. So, I'm going to start with underrated. I'm going to go with Steph. And the reason I'm going to go with Steph is because he got bounced in the first round, right? Or, actually, I lied. If I'm not mistaken, he got bounced in the play-in. So, Worst case scenario, either play in or the or the first round. Regardless, people are all of a sudden acting like he's washed. People are like, if you listen to some top fives, Steph isn't in there. Now I don't know about you, if you have a if you have a top five and Steph Curry is not in there, I'm not talking to you no more. I can't talk to you. I, I personally I cannot because this guy is still special, and when he's on the court. Jason, let me ask you a question. When's the last time you see a guy under under 6'5", get triple-teamed, and still hit a shot like nothing? When's the last time we've seen that? AI? Like, right, like, exactly. Like, it's been a grip. And, like, I feel like because he got bounced and with all the injuries that was plaguing, plaguing Golden State, they really thought that Steph should have put them on his back and he should have carried them to the promised land. But what sucks about it is when you're an unhealthy team, and you're playing a healthy team. It, the talent doesn't matter. You're at a very, very strong disadvantage because look, these guys are healthy. So if I can go ahead and I can, I can kill myself for three quarters, like Joel Embiid. He went bonkers for three quarters, and in the fourth quarter, he was so fatigued he couldn't do anything. And it's not because he was bad, but it's just he was just tired. So with, with that, that's why I got to give Steph a, a pass. And it's crazy because I'm not the biggest Steph fan in the world. But I'm gonna call him underrated, properly rated Kevin Durant. I've said this before, he's the second great, he's the second best player on the planet right now. And I don't I think the gap between two and three is vast. Like I, I genuinely think that it's just LeBron at one, Kevin Durant at two, and like that gap is closing to the point where, like, if you have that conversation, you're not crazy for thinking that Kevin Durant is better. Because that gap is starting to close. Whether it's because LeBron's getting older or Kevin Durant is getting better. Whatever the case may be, call it whatever you want. But that gap is getting closer. And then everybody else is just fighting for third. So I think Kevin Durant is properly rated. Now Giannis, overrated. Can I ask you a question, James? Before he won finals MVP, if I were to tell you James Harden is better. I'm going to say this one more time. If I told you James Harden is better than Giannis, would you look at me like I'm crazy? No, the argument's
0: to be had there, but I'd still put Giannis ahead of him.
1: Okay, so and I'm assuming you're putting him because of the
0: finals MVP, right? I'm putting him because of the stuff he did the years prior. The MVPs, the mm-hmm. defensive player of the years, and what he's done. He, he hasn't just it, – it, he's changed the whole culture of Milwaukee. What was Milwaukee before Giannis? Nothing,
1: I mean, there's still nothing if
0: we're gonna be honest, you know what I mean? Like, let's
1: call it got a ring now, right? Right, you know, I, again, I'm not gonna poop on that rings, regardless, <laughs> they earned it. But my thing is, this is the same Giannis we've seen for the past couple years now. This is the same Giannis, his whole career, he'll have some spots where it's like, oh my god, he can hit a free throw. But then he goes back to what he was, a guy who, when you put him on the line, he looks worse than Ben Simmons. And the reason I say he looks worse than Ben Simmons is because he's got this weird shot and he refuses to fix it. At least Ben Simmons, his jump shot looks okay. It looks fine, whether he's shooting or if he's at the free throw line. Giannis' jump shot just looks weird. I mean, he's got this weird little hiccup in it where he goes up, stops, then throws it, and it's like, what are you doing? But my thing is, a lot of people are saying Giannis is the best player in the world. I disagree because if we just a few months ago, look, is he better than LeBron James? No. Is he better than Giannis? No. No way. You the only argument you can say is because he won finals MVP. That's really the only argument. You know what I mean? Like, and if you say, oh, if you say it's because of his defense, Jace, he was scared to guard Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant was cooking him, and in the press in the post in conference, Giannis is sitting there like, yeah, he's a good player. What? Yo, let LeBron do that. Let let anybody else do that. Let, let Ben Simmons do that. Let Joel Embi- Let another player do that. They're scared to guard him, and then want to praise him and worship him in the post game conference. The guy is so great defensively that Devin Booker and Chris Paul. I sewed him. You got guards. I sew in you. And you're supposedly this guy who can stop every position. And you got Devin Booker going on tears to the point where Mike Boonehoser is calling a timeout. And you're going to the bench exhausted. At first, when Mike Boonehoser was not letting Giannis off the leash, I was confused. Why are you doing that? Why are you being nervous with him? Nah, nah, then I, when I started seeing it, I'm like, whoa, they're really cooking him. And Giannis looks like it got to the point where like, every time like, they put Bobby Porter's out there, they made him the, the, the sacrificial lamb on defense. They were like, look, Giannis, you're going to switch with him? And that's it. Because he just couldn't handle it. He's not better than LeBron. He's not better than Kevin Durant. He's not better than Steph Curry. He's not better than Luka Doncic. I just think four guys he's not better than. That's not even mentioning a guy like you,
0: Jace. You can't tell me it's just a fault. No, guy. listen. Uh, when he played small forward, I would say he was uh, on the cusp there. Now, at power forward, at even center, I, I, I see him more of his as a center right now, to be honest. Look at all the centers, they're all stretch bigs. He's the center there. He is just like Shaq, he's dominating even more defensively than Shaq. But now, you, I'm not gonna get mad at him when you got when he's guarding guards and they're burning him because that's what's I'm, supposed I'm, to happen but, when you're a center.
1: But I now, am going to they,
0: when that's his calling card, when that's his
1: calling card. See, the difference is I'm, I, everyone says he can stop a guard. Everyone says he can lock up Dame Lillard the same way he can lock up Carl Anthony Towns. That's the difference. This isn't a guy like Rudy Gobert where it's like, yo, he's a, he's a guy who's in the paint and that's his job and he holds down the paint. That's not him or even a Joel Embiid, a guy who can, okay, he can guard the three, but it's a little uncomfortable for him. But he can try and he can sometimes keep up with it i've been told i've been told jace that this guy can guard one through five and it's wild to me how in the moments when it mattered everyone wants to say his cone card is great but he would he would literally just be like um i'm good and it's and it's it's that that that's kind of what makes me look at him a little weird because it's like you can't sit there and say Defense is his calling card, and then in the same moment, in the same breath, when he's supposed to step up and he's supposed to lock it down, and he doesn't have to do it the whole game. But when there's certain plays, you're you're that guy. I, you, I've seen Kawhi Leonard do it, and Kawhi Leonard is in, on the court is quiet. And you've seen him before he got injured. He was like, "Yo, Paul George, get out of here. Go home. Go. I, I I'll handle this." I've seen I've seen an old LeBron push Kyle Kuzma out the way and say, "Give me this for a couple plays." You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like. For him, for the defense to be his calling card, I just think that's a little, I think that's a little bit of a stretch considering the guy just, he gets cooked and it's like nobody wants to talk about it because he'll get you a block and, you know, he is long so there's sometimes he can use his length to catch up so I'm not going to poo-poo on him and act like he's a horrible defensive player. Don't get twisted. But in the same breath, I'm not going to act like this guy is just like this all-worldly defensive player when I've seen him get cooked in ways where he shouldn't be getting cooked. And before, I, before I'm, I'm, I'm going to pass it back to you, but I just want to touch on this point because a lot of people are saying that because he won finals MVP, that's what kind of propelled him to be the best player in the world. It's, it's, it's a weird thing that people are doing where if you win finals MVP, you are now the best player in the world. I've never understood that. Because the problem we're having now is people are misunderstanding what finals MVP truly is. The finals MVP isn't a right now legacy. That's, that's not a right now award. No. It's not an award that that's not like, Oh, just last year I made first all to first team, all defense. Now going into the new year. Now I can say, you know what? I'm a premier defensive player. Cause I just made that finals MVP. Isn't that what a finals MVP it does. One of two things, depending on the type of player you are, what it does is it's useful. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years after you're done playing. In the case of an Andre Iguodala, he's got a Finals MVP. So guess what? This dude is a surefire Hall of Famer. Ain't no debate at all. Chauncey Billups, as much as I love him, without that Finals MVP he got in Detroit, this dude is not a Hall of Famer. And I will scream that to the top of my lungs. Great player, but you could make a legit argument that he's not a Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's what it's like that. Or... This is more like the top 1% of players. Like if you're a top 10 player, like a LeBron, like a Shaq, like a Magic, where you're like, okay, to hold my status, I was a three-time finals MVP. I won three finals. What do you have? Oh, I'm uh, like MJ. I'm the six time. uh, I won six titles, six MVP. That's how I look at it. So like when people tell me Giannis is the best because of the finals MVP, that tells me you don't know what the finals MVP is because that's not a right now reward. That's a legacy award. That's something you don't really bring that up now. You bring that up when the guy's done playing, and now you're trying to argue. Like, let's say you're trying to say Giannis is now a top 50 player of all time, right? You're going to say, oh, he's a top 50 player of all time. Okay, what is accolade? Like? Oh, well, you know, this is how much he averaged. He's got these finals MVPs. Okay, who doesn't have the finals MVPs? Okay, maybe you could propel him over a guy like a Scotty, like an Isaiah Thomas, like a Joe Duma, like that kind of thing. So, I mean, it's just me, because I've heard people say that, would say, oh, the only, that he's the best because he won finals MVP. And I don't know about you, Jace, I really don't, but it, it literally makes me want to grow hair like yours just to rip it out.
0: <laughs> because when I be hearing that, bro, it, 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 be, it be driving me up a wall. No, I mean, that... Isn't the reason like I, to me, it is more so what he's done in the past. The, the, the two back-to-back MVPs and that stuff. But I mean, with him, like it, it also defensively like what I was saying with the three point shot, he's tr- struggling guarding guards. You bring in drew holiday to, to help with that. So fr- he, he is the identity of this Milwaukee team and they built around him. I That is why I put him there. I mean, because not only did they build around to take away his weaknesses, it just makes him look even better when you do that. So that's why I have him right now with the team he has after this great season. I I think he is underrated because there's people like you saying that. Not like you, my bad. People no, no, saying, you're right. You're right. You're no, right. no, no, no. <laughs> People just saying that the finals MVP is what gets him there because it, it isn't. It's what he's done in the past. He's changed this whole Milwaukee team that wasn't anything since Lou Alcindor played for them,
1: you know? I, I, you're you're right. I will give you that. And I, I will say this. as I, I was poo-pooing on him. He is a top 10 player. And when I say he's top 10, he's closer to five than he is 10. So, again, I'm not trying to act like he's a bum. Now, if anyone has him out of the top 10, please Do me a favor. Don't talk to me because I I heard stupidity is contagious. So I'm not going to go that far. But I will say this, this in this upcoming season, it's going to be interesting. And the reason it's becoming going to be a little interesting for me is because this is going to be the first time you can make a case that more than two people can be the best player in the world. Like I, the reason I'm not coming at you crazy for your whole oh Giannis is the best player in the world is because you're not bringing up the Finals MVP. You're now bringing up other things that make your case like you know have some weight to and have some merit. So the in the upcoming year this is going to be very interesting. We got a comment uh, Steve Reiser. Giannis is top three. Look, man, if you believe he's top three, I'm willing. The only way I'm willing to hear it as long as you do not mention Finals MVP. If you mention the Finals MVP. I'm putting Giannis top twenty, and I'm
0: doing it just to spite you. Andre Iguodala really ruined that award, didn't he? Yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> t- but I'm, but I'm, telling you, man.
1: This NBA season, I'm actually kind of I'm, I'm very excited for it. But speaking of exciting, the NFL has returned to our lives. And Jace, I'm telling you, I've had this this emptiness in my heart. This oh. emptiness. And I flipped on Sunday and this, and I realized I looked, I was watching TV because I I got two monitors, right? So I'm watching like all the games or whatever. Hell yeah. I was like, this, this is why Sundays were made. I don't care what anyone, this is why Sundays were made. There was a lot, a lot of crazy things happening. A lot. And maybe it's week one, maybe going a little crazy, but was there anything we've legitimately learned from any team? good, bad, or indifferent, from their week one performances.
0: Well, I learned a lot from my Giants, but I'm going to save that for Wednesday on John About the G-Men. So if you're a Giants fan, make sure you check that out. But for me, I, I, I said, I've said i been saying it. I said it since last year, since Drew Brees retired. I've been saying it on John About the G-Men. Jameis Winston is an MVP candidate. With this New Orleans offense, five touchdowns and Michael Thomas wasn't even there. Five touchdowns, five touchdowns, zero picks. That's the biggest thing. The LASIK worked. He can see the defenders better. (laughs) (laughs) Jameis Winston, he's going to make, he's going to be great this year. I mean, and that was just the beginning. I mean, I mean, the Packers, the the whole drama with Aaron Rodgers, that was obviously apparent there, but my, my real takeaway from that game, Jameis baby, famous Jameis is NVP caliber. Uh, honestly, like, and people are poo
1: pooing because if I'm not mistaken, he only he threw for under 200 yards, and people are kind of poo pooing on that. My thing is, Jameis did what he was supposed to do, and that was the problem he had in Tampa. He tried to do too much, and that's where a lot of the the interceptions came. I do want to say he probably won't hear that, but Jameis, I do want to apologize because, look, I was a Jameis fan, 100%. I'm not going to lie, I cooled off a little bit, and I thought that Jameis Winston was going to be the same old Jameis. I really did. He came out, took what the defense gave him, and said, I don't care how many yards I have. I don't care how many touchdowns I have. Like, remember how last year you see him in the huddle? He go, oh, let's go get the W. Like, that's what was his in mind, bro. Like, his brain was getting scrambled into a W, and you could tell it. Like, he was feeling confident, and he was feeling good. And it got to the point he threw – I can't remember who he threw. It was one of his um, receivers. And it was – it was he just dropped it. Jameis ran to him, hit him on the helmet and said, don't, don't trip, bro. We We good and that's something that like that's something that's a true testament to his character because he's not out here he wasn't tearing the like you know he wasn't setting records or anything but he was like yo look i'm gonna win i won the job by doing what i'm supposed to do and having the respect of everybody and like you said with no michael thomas that's the part that really did scare me with that man that's really this game. I do want to touch about on the Green Bay Packers side. Can they just let him go?
0: <laughs> Honestly, like,
1: can, 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 like, and not to say that Aaron, that Aaron Rodgers is horrible. I'm, I'm not trying to say that. He doesn't want to be there. No. And you can look after the second interception, he's sitting down and he's all mad. And you just see Jordan Love next to him, like, I don't. Like, can I go somewhere else? And it's like he wanted to move, but it was so awkward. And I, I remember, I remember tweeting during the game, how long until they just sit Aaron Rodgers and put Jordan Love in. And my logic with that is, bro, Aaron Rodgers is leaving after this season anyway. You got him to sign the stay for the year. So if the guy is messing up, I mean, the Packers still consider themselves contenders, and. Mm-hmm. It's like if 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 you're if you're not winning, you got you got to make a change. Whether he likes it or not, a change has to be made. And to me, it's like I, I just I don't want to poo poo on Aaron Rodgers, but at the same time, I do because it's funny because he threw two interceptions and everyone was making jokes. How imagine Jameis Winston playing against Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers having more interceptions? <laughs> yeah. Like I, you know, like I was laughing about it, but it's true. Like. He really like 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 Aaron Rodgers looked like I'm chilling, I'm flinging the ball. Whatever happens, happens. And he threw the first interception, and he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. They threw the second one, and you know it was getting tough. That's why I don't. That's why I personally don't think this Green Bay team is going to succeed because Aaron Rodgers doesn't really want to be there. And then, spoiler alert, which I really spoiler alert, but his partner in crime, Devonte Adams, doesn't want to be there either. Because he knows Aaron Rodgers is dipping. So in his mind, he's like, okay, I'm going to. Yeah. So you know what I mean? It's 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 a very interesting dynamic they have there. It's I'm not
0: I'm not Did you see the interview with Aaron Andrews? No, I couldn't. I, I, assume, I, I didn't even watch it. I didn't even watch. It. I was watching Oregon beat Ohio State on uh Saturday, mm-hmm. and they played a little clip of it. And in that clip, Aaron Rodgers said. They drafted my my replacement, so oh, I'm just sitting here like, "Hey, let, let me go." They, yep. w- when I hear that, and you're still coming, it's done. It's done. It's get crazy. it over. Did Jeopardy come in? Give him a one year contract. He can go do that for for this season, and then come back and get a get a new team. Like yeah. it's it, this isn't good. It isn't good for Aaron Rodgers, and it I'm isn't good for the either. Green Bay Packers. It isn't good for anyone on the team. This guy's supposed to be your leader, and he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't doesn't want to be there.
1: That's why I thought, like, I I knew Aaron Rodgers was going to be with the Packers because it's like no matter – like, him staying with the Packers is the best chance he would have had to win, which is kind of what he wants to do right now in his career. But every – no matter how they play it, this thing is only going to end one way, and it's a car wreck. That's it. The only thing they got to hope is that they put their seatbelt on and they hope that they didn't take their car to a chop shop and they still got an airbag because it, it's going to be messy. But I do want to talk about your Giants. I, re, I I want to because it pains me to say this because I believed in Daniel Jones. I really do. So I have a question for you. How long until the Giants call Cam Newton to replace Daniel Jones?
0: Well – prior to get it I mean after getting uh released he already he had he had flown into New York already so uh, I, I think it's a I, replace I don't know back up I, I still have faith in Daniel Jones uh the, that whole game to me was the like I, I the whole preseason why aren't you playing your starters? why has it got to wait till week three? Especially when you have all these new guys. Yes, you got to yes. build the chemistry. Mm-hmm. So, I, I for me, my real takeaway from that game is, Joe Judge, what the hell are you doing? I, I'm not mad at Daniel Jones. I mean, if anything, it was the run game was the problem in that. wasn't really Daniel Jones. So, uh, I'm just going to – yeah, I, I'm more pissed off at Joe Judge right now. I'll say that. I feel – yeah, I mean – Joe Judge, he's – it's weird because
1: he'll show me something I like. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Joe Judge, I like this guy. And then the next day he does something and I'm like, did I really say I like this guy? What is wrong with me? What am I doing? Like, it's really bizarre. And I don't think he's really a bad coach. I don't think so. What I think it is is I think he sometimes gets stubborn. Like there was there was like like you said, Saquon really wasn't running the ball well. And I just I honestly, I just think it's him coming back. You know, usually when you come back from an ACL, you're not gonna be that explosive coming out the gate, especially yeah. being a running back. It's gonna take a few games for you to, you know, in essence, get your legs back under you. And if there were a couple times where I would have, it was third and three, and they handed it to Saquon, and I'm like. This is one of those opportunities where you got to give Daniel Jones an opportunity to prove himself and see if he could connect with Sterling Shepard. Maybe candy god they can get open. Maybe like maybe you can hit Evan Ingram with a quick little hook route. Like, I Evan like, Ingram didn't play. Um. Well, yeah, I found that out afterwards, which I, I was actually surprised because it was crazy because nobody like usually when when Giants lose, it's either. And I kid you not, it's every time. It's either Daniel Jones' fault or Evan Ingram dropped the ball in the first quarter in the third play of the game, and somehow that trickles down into, like, the last second of the game, and that's why they lost. So, like, I should have known he didn't play considering nobody was talking about him. But, like, it's, like, I felt like they should have given him some opportunities, but at the same time, it's, like, Joe Judge – this is the vibe. Well, not just him. I just – from the entire Giants organization – they're like, he's already made mistakes. Now we need him to be perfect. We need him to ascend to be a prime Ben, Ben Roethlisberger. We need our Aaron Rodgers, our what we're waiting for our Patrick Mahomes. And I feel like that's where they have him now, or at least that's where they want him to be. And I feel bad for the guy because no disrespect to him, but he's never going to be that he's a solid quarterback, but he's not going to be that guy. That's going to be like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna be an MVP and all this stuff. And it's, Honestly, I don't. I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be mean to the guy. But speaking of MVPs, hey yo, Demarce, yeah. yeah. Mr. Oh, I can't catch the ball, Jace. I'm a clown. Look, man, I have him on my fantasy team, right? And he came out and he was like, "I can't catch the ball. It's too big, and there's no white line." And I was like, "Yeah, 100." I was like, "I agree with him, and Jace. He's right. He's right, Jace." I can't see I can't really see my monitor because it's bigger than my phone, right? So I get where he's coming from with it being that big. I get where he's coming from. But all of a sudden he had over a hundred yards. Joe Burrow was looking I remember what happened to that host of tweet I said about how when you come back from a tourney ACL, it takes some time for you to get I was wrong. <laughs> well for quarterbacks
0: Burrow, yeah,
1: hard. he came out him and him that's gonna be a lovely that's gonna be a lovely dynamic, and especially with him also kind of giving some love to T Higgins, that was great. I'm. Do I think that this Bengals team is gonna go all the way? No, but I do think they're gonna be better than what a lot of us are thinking for them. Like I genuinely believe now they could potentially be in a solid eight and nine team, and they're being eight and nine, and they lost a couple close games at. Went down to the final nail, like you know what I mean. Like they went down to the final seconds. Like, am, am I bugging? Because I maybe no.
0: it's just me. Like I love me some Joe Burrow. You feel me? No, I I, I, lo- I like that. I, I think they are the real big thing, though. That is going to keep them for com- competing for the wild card is that offensive line. I said it during the draft. They should have taken Pene Sul. Yep. They they took Jamar Chase. He looked great. But Joe Burrow was sacked five times. He's coming off a torn ACL season opener, five sacks. Dude, you got to protect him or you're going to have him for another only half a season.
1: Yeah. And I, with every sack I went, like, I, I was like, oh my God. I was like, I was like, in my mind, like, no lie, in my mind, I was seeing flashbacks to like Carson Wentz and RG3 and Andrew Luck and like the consistent beating they got and like their careers are now like, like, Carson Wentz is not the same. RG3 and Andrew Luck, they they can't play no more. Like, they, they, they couldn't play anymore. And I fear that they're going – like, unfortunately, Joe Burrow is heading down that road. And it's because of the like, – like, Jamar Chase was a nice pickup. But everyone and their mother knew you need to bolster up your line, especially considering your line was – it was a part of the reason why your young franchise quarterback got hurt. And it wasn't a hurt where he kind of twisted his ankle and he was, oh, day to day. It was a torn ACL. You know what I mean? Like, that's something that, like, it's, it, 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 it freaks me out a little bit because I don't know where they're going to go. Because the vibes they're giving me is, like, 2011, 2012. Uh, Colts where they were like, oh, yo, we going we're gonna stack it up on offense. We got Andre Johnson. We're gonna pair him up over here. We got we're gonna pair him up with uh with TY Andrew Luck. Yo, you kid you got a cannon. We're gonna throw you. Oh wait, we got the right the we got wait how many teams are in the NFL? 32? How we got the right how how is our offensive line ranked 35th? What's going on here? Like that's like that's that's my fear. And it sucks because this kid has the potential, and I've said this before, and people have looked at funny. this kid has the potential to be the next Brady, the next Rodgers, the next Roethlisberger, the guy who can take the mantle and basically be one of the main faces of the NFL, not just for a rookie, but in the entire NFL. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I'm, I'm fearful for him, Jace. I, I really, if I'm him, I demand a trade yesterday.
0: No, yeah, I mean... You- That is solid. I mean, he he is really good, and especially like I talk about my New York Giants and chemistry, having that chemistry with Jamar Chase right off the rips, and since they were playing in LSU, that's good, and it showed. But you do got to protect this guy. We want to talk about bad old lines, Tennessee Titans. That that made that intro. That intro, bro. I think it, you gotta change it a little bit. It did not age. <laughs> it did it poorly. Age,
1: right? it <laughs> age poorly. Like, I, but, I was just, oh, it
0: was horrible. Oh, but I mean, five sacks from Chandler Jones. He he. I mean, he's Chandler Jones. We all forgot because he was injured last year. Mm. Chandler Chandler Jones. He, I mean, he made he, he's a beast. I mean, and the Cardinals are for real, bro. Cardinals are for real. I mean, I do not think. I think when it comes down to it, when they play up against some of the tougher teams, I mean, the Titans should be tough. I don't know what happened there, but I think Cliff Kingsbury has the ability to get out coached. But there is just so much talent on that offense, so much talent now on that defense. Isaiah Simmons, what? Were, Cliff Kingsbury, what were you doing? He wasn't playing snaps at all last year. Go back to G- the first season of G man I was talking about how good this kid is. He comes in and now he le- now he led the team in tackles week one. Play the kid. He's yeah. your first pick. So yeah. I mean, th- this defense is a lot better than a lot people. A lot of people thought it was going to be the offense electric. Kyler Murray to D Hop. That's one of the most dynamic duos, possibly even ever in the game. And ugh, dude, and also the Titans. I mean. I, I I understand you got these two shiny new new toys. I well, I mean you got the shiny new toy and a beast in AJ Brown on the outside. And, and I understand you're struggling run the ball, but still 17 carries is not good enough for Derrick Henry. Not good enough. You you got to you got to pound it in, pound it in and eventually they will break. You can't just pound it and then ugh, throw it here, throw it there. It's not gonna work. I, I think it's, it was all about chemistry. Chemistry again didn't have enough chemistry with the Julio Jones new new offense. But dude, that that old line. I mean, I understand it was Chandler Jones, but still five sacks. Oh yikes! Yeah, it was. It,
1: I remember watching it, and like after the fourth one, I was like. So are they going to double-team him now? or like Because they're still leaving him in single. You like, can't, if though. It's you double-team like, him, you leave one-on-one with JJ Watt. And that's the problem with their defense. It's like you kind of have to pick your poison, so to speak. You You, you kind of got to be like, who do we want to kind of take our chance with? And they took their chance with Chandler. And I'm like, I understand. But after the third sack, you need to double him. You have to and you now have to take your chance with JJ Watt because if you're letting the guy get three, oh he rent free. Rent free. Now your lineman is like, oh I'm screwed. You saw what his lineman put on put on Twitter? No, what you. do you say? You, you, you're making me work hard. I'm like, well, if you don't, if you don't get your I'm like, come on, man. I'm like, yo, you, you shouldn't be la- like you shouldn't be doing that, bro. Like, but like I I'm gonna tell you this right now, man. I had the I had the Titans pegged to, to win the division. I'm not going to say I'm falling off that yet, but I will say this. They do kind of need to go to the drawing board. Not, I wouldn't say tear down the whole plan, but they're going to have to find tweak some things, and they're going to have to understand that Ryan Tannehill is most effective, and you get the best Ryan Tannehill when, when you play action. How do you play action? You need to give Derrick Henry the ball. Derrick Henry is a linebacker. I don't care what anybody says. You're not going to tell me this dude's a running back. This dude is a linebacker. Or D.N. He's an offensive lineman. He's an offensive lineman who somehow can run. Like, this dude is massive. So I'm like, eventually, he's going to, you know, he'll break. And it's like, what I think happened was, Mike Vrabel was like, you know what? If we don't, if we can't run the ball, we gotta feel safe in Julio and AJ Brown, and it, you can do that. but like you can do that, but you still have to understand. Once you start loving the pass, they're gonna say, okay, that's fine, and then they're gonna have it having safety help. And the problem with that is if you can't recognize that, you're gonna keep wanting to throw the ball and. They, it's going to be dumb. You know what I mean? Like you're basically going to like set yourself up for failure. So what I would have done, like the first, honestly, the first quarter I would have just pounded it. Like Derrick Henry. Like if anyone, if, if I had played 2k, this, the Gatorade sign is up by his name. He is tired. And Madden, you see the animation where he's like, (sighs) you see that, but because I am pounding the rock and I want them to stack the box because if they stack it, guess what? that means Julio is in single coverage and AJ Brown is potentially in single coverage and if you have both of them in single coverage you're looking good you're looking solid and you might be able to make some moves with that but Mike Vrabel got played and you said something about how Cliff Kingsbury can get out coached he can but to your point Kyler Murray and I am gonna say this now you might hit you might you might get mad at me you might leave so I I want to apologize I mean, Kyler Murray is better than Lamar Jackson. And the reason I say that, the reason I say that, Kyler Murray, on the like in terms of running, can do what Lamar Jackson does. And you know what else is different about Kyler Murray? He can do this, this, it's a very special talent. It's like only one in a million have this talent. It's weird, right? It's called throwing the ball, right? And he can do it. Like, this guy can do it. Like, like I've, I've never in my life seen a guy throw a ball, right? And Kyler Murray can do that. There was one play I saw he ran, was like, oh, wait, I got a guy open. He took a step back and threw the ball. I'm like, what is this, basketball? Are you doing a fadeaway? I'm like, well, what are you do? I'm like, what are you doing? And then it was a completion. And I'm like, I apologize for questioning you. So, like, I, you got that. You got, obviously, like you said. A phenomenal, phenomenal tandem with him and D-Hop. Then you got A.J. Green, who I love him in this position because guess what? Says he's not the number one, that's less hits on his body, which means more than likely he's going to be healthy. And guess what? A.J. Green is not lining up against the best corners. No. More times than not, he's lining up against the third corner because they got Christian uh, Christian Kirk, who yeah. Christian Kirk. That whoa, that guy looking bomb. So now you got A.J. Green on the third corner. Now that's giving him a little bit of momentum to build up his confidence. So that way, if you hit him for five to six targets, that's fine. Because with the guy he's guarding, he's going to catch four of them. He's going to catch four. And yeah. two of those plays are going to be him just gone. Because people forget, A.J. Green, he could run, Jays The dude could run. Hey, like have you have you seen have you seen his body? Yeah, he, like bro, he his build his body is perfect to just hit fly routes.
0: You know, no, I, I'm a, I'm with you. I, I think this is the perfect spot for AJ Green. I think just as the season gets gets going, he'll he'll just get better and better. But uh, I mean, well, what you're saying with the the defense, it, I, I think. You, you can't really – if you're the Cardinals, you don't ever really have to stack the box unless you're against the Derrick Henry and they're pounding yep. off the Derrick Henry because they're going to get pressure on you with J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones regardless, even Marquise Gold Golden, X ex, giant He's a great pass rusher as well. Yep. So uh, – but speaking of defenses, I got one more thing for you. Let me hear it. The Steelers' defense is still the Steelers' defense. Nope. everyone nope. thought. No, what I gotta disagree, and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm
1: a Josh Allen fanboy, all right. I'm no a Josh Allen day. fanboy. Like I'm like last year, like I am a New England Patriots fan, right? I Tom Brady left. Um, I'm sorry, Tom, we failed you. Please come back one day. Um, I'm still a new England Patriots fan. You know, I'm we lost, but I'm still here, I promise. What I saw from Josh Allen was Maybe it's just me trying to give him an excuse. Maybe. But I just see a Josh Allen who kind of just came out flat. Like, he didn't really come out how we, how you would see him last year. You know what I mean? Like, he came out flat to me. So, I, I don't want to fully discredit the Steelers' defense. But at the same time, I do feel like it did kind of come on um, – on the Bills' offense, because there were a couple routes that Cole Beasley ran where he had an option, and he just did, him and Josh Allen were on completely different pages. Like, Josh Allen expected him to go for a slant, and the guy stopped and cut and started running the sideline. And, like, Josh Allen kind of was just like, oh, oh, okay, where do I go from here then? But you know what I mean? Like, so I don't want to fully take it away from Pittsburgh, but I do think some of that blame has to fall on their offense because they just did not. They, everybody was like, you know how, you know, the saying, we're not on the same page. These guys are in different libraries. That's how, that's how discombobulated they were. So it's like, I don't want to poo poo on this, on this, on the Steelers defense, but we do need to give some blame to that offense because I don't know if they just came out not caring or if they thought it was going to be easy. I don't know what it was, but. This Bills, this Bills offense was looking like EJ Manuel was still back there for them, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like Tyrod Taylor just got released and then got picked back up to them, and he had his second going round with them.
0: So I, I, I gotta lay some of that blame with the Bills. No, I, I get it, but still, if you were it, going into that game, if you said that Josh Allen was gonna throw fifty times, I, I thought the score would be seventy-seven to to hundred percent. So, I I mean, the the Bills do – their run game is atrocious even last year. So, Mm -hmm. I I get that. But also, uh, the Steelers' defense, I think it can keep them in games. I mean, it showed they can last week. But uh, it still is a a solid defense. And Big Ben, I – he looked all right. I mean, he looked good. This is the best he's going to look. I think he's going to have the Drew Brees effect. First couple weeks, he's going to look great. Then it's just okay. going to fall down. And I mean, even the, that old line is very, I mean, with all the people leaving the past season, I, I honestly don't see him getting past like week three or something. He, he's going to he's going to struggle. But this was the one game where Big Ben was going to be Big Ben.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. And speaking of Steelers, I just hope they don't give up on Najee Harris just yet. He had a rough debut, but I hope they kind of rock with him just a little bit because the thing is, is what what Buffalo's game plan was: Big Ben, you're gonna have to beat us. If Big Ben can beat us, we'll 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 survive with that. Because everyone was saying how Najee Harris is going to be the new runner, especially with James Conner gone. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, well, James Conner really wasn't good. So Najee Harris is a big upgrade. I want to see how he looks week five. I want to see how he looks week five. Because if he he is still not picking it up, and I'm not talking about the guy got to give me a buck 50. I ain't going to go that far. He ain't got to give me no buck 50. But I'm going to tell you this right now. If it gets to the point where this kid is not giving you anything to the point where, like, if he can't even give you 75 yards, you might have to start reevaluating what we're doing with the running back position. You can keep him, I'm not saying get rid of him, but you might have to look and either A, find a, a power back, or do what the Eagles are doing. Do what the what the Niners are doing and say, you know what, if you're going to give us 30 to 40 yards, fine. Let's go get two other guys and we'll just do it by committee. You know? Yes. So I hope they give him the opportunity to continue. But if let's say they don't they don't rock with him anymore, I don't want them full-blown giving up on him. I do want them because I do like Najee Harris. I do think he he could be have some type of success. So I do believe he will be okay. But at the bare minimum, I hope they at least keep him and do a running back by committee, which is what the Steelers should have done. They should have kept James Conner. Like what I would have done, I would have kept James Conner. I would have gotten, um, I would have signed Melvin, Gore, Melvin Ingram, and then I would have drafted Najee Harris. Because now you got three guys. Now you got an elusive guy. You got an elusive guy in James Conner. You got kind of a power back in Mark Ingram and Najee Harris. He can he's a little bit of versatile. He can do a big power back or he can go out. You know what I mean? So now you kind of have like a whole bunch of guys who like. Oh, we gotta do a screenplay. Oh, we got James Conner. That's fine. We can let him rock him there. Oh, we need to we need to shove it down their throat. All right, yo, Martin, you're in here. It's your turn. You know what I mean? So like I said, I just honestly, I just hope they don't give up on him. And yeah. maybe that's just, and honestly, I'm not even a Pittsburgh fan. Matter of fact, give up on him. I'll take him. <laughs> give
0: up on him. I mean, he was, he was. I mean it's hard not to be a running back in co- by committee at Alabama. So yeah, I'm, he's okay taking a couple snaps off. So I, I think that, that would be smart, but but I do think he will for find he'll figure things out and he'll get going cuz he, he is a stud 100%
1: sure says, 100%. So. But speaking of studs, there's a lot of studs in combat sports since day one. Since day one, I'm talking about back in Pride WEC. No matter what type of organization it was, it always was being compared. Which is better, boxing or MMA? MMA or boxing? What would you pay for? What would you sit and watch? What would you go live and see? The debate has been riling up. Jace, you are my expert. You are my resident. When I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to combat sports, Jace is on the case
0: All for my
1: man. I'm gonna ask you, and i hope you and i are are on the same page let me know which is the better sport boxing or mma
0: see if this were say about 10 years ago we'll say uh, i would have said it really depends what you like if you're more into like the strategy more like the mental game more like the chess boxings for you. If you want to go back to the old days in Rome with the gladiators and there watch blood get shed, MMA is for you. But right now MMA is is on top. It has to be it has to be MMA. I mean, the only the only sport we're getting fights that we actually want is in yep. MMA. First off, and second off, I don't know what the hell is going on with boxing. There are 10-year-olds. There are kids in high school right now that think Jake Paul is the greatest boxer on earth. What is going on? What? Thank you. So, and then you, you, it's, they are just, boxing isn't boxing anymore. This is WWE. This is sports entertainment. This is, This is Triller, whatever Triller Fight Club is, they're trying to be Vince McMahon, and it's not working. Dana White, I I do think more on the sport, though, boxing's big problem is the the multiple belts, the ring champion, the intercontinental, the North American, the silver, the bronze, the left, the right, the this, the that. Mm -hmm. All those champions, and then with the promotions, you, you can't get the fights you want. Look at how long it's taking to get Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua.
1: They, that they might have not have that
0: fight. We should have had it. Yes. I mean, the UFC controls everything in the MMA as far as the top. Mm-hmm. That's why we get the best people fighting the best people. Boxing, you got show t- Leonard Ellerby at Showtime saying, hey, I, I want – my guy to face this guy, but I don't want my guy to lose, so maybe that's uh not a good fight. So here, here, there, I want to bring more money to showtime, and then you got Bob Aram, Bob Aram saying he needs to go, he needs to he, go. He can't, he's got the best pound for pound fighter, and he says, You're not marketable. What is this? You're like, a promoter, yeah. you're a promoter. So you're to go pro
1: yes, pro. he is so out of touch, it's not even funny, bro. He is so out
0: of touch. <laughs> and then, I mean, I look, I, I mean, uh, another reason why MMA is better. Who's the best MMA fighter right now? Like, am I pound for pound? Yes. Who's the best MMA fighter? Who, uh, are the MMA champions? Who's the MMA champion? Kamaru Usman. No. Uh, oh, my bad. My bad. Who's the best female MMA fighter? That's what I meant to say. Oh, uh, I mean, Nunes. That's not even close. Okay. Who's the best female boxer right now? Clarissa Shields was the best, but then she dipped to me. See, you don't know who Katie Taylor is. Do me a favor. After this, you're going to go watch Katie Taylor fights, and you're going to see the actual science and artistry of boxing that people, no one knows who she is. Joe said, if you go up to it on the street and say, "Who? which one is a boxer, it, it, no, not even that. You you go up on the street and people and you say, "Who is Katie Taylor?" They're, they'll say, "Oh, the, she lives down the street from me." <laughs> uh, that girl that lives down the street is that? Who? No, she's the best. Bo- not even. I, I'm I'm not even just women's. She's the best pound for pound boxer right now, and no one knows who she is.
1: Yeah, it, it's.
0: That's, what, that's one of the
1: main – I'm, I'm, I've been saying for a while that boxing is dying. And one of the main reasons is they hitch their horses on certain, on certain athletes and then they just run with them. And it's like, look, Tyson Fury is going to come to the end of his career, right? Dante Wilder is not the same anymore. Like when he goes and yells, Bronx Bomber, people don't yell with him anymore. They laugh at him because he's not the same anymore. Anthony Joshua – uh, um, yeah, Anthony Jackson, he just doesn't me personally, ever since Andy Ruiz knocked him out, I, I he hasn't looked the same to me. Because now he looks he looks a little a little more along the lines of he beat me. Yeah, like I'm gonna tell you right now, him and, and Tyson Fury is never gonna happen. And it's never gonna happen because he lost to Andy Ruiz. If he doesn't lose to Andy Ruiz, his confidence is through the roof still. And like like it's it's just crazy. It's the whole thing with boxing, like you said there's so many titles for no reason whatsoever you might as well just give a title to every guy in every division because that's what it's becoming and then 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 if you go into certain places certain belts don't really matter like certain belts are are just toys and it's like wait a minute but time out. how is it i just crossed the state line and all of a sudden the only thing that matters is the WBO belt and the ring magazine belt is just, is just like a toy. You know, it, it, it's, it's bizarre. Like they, like, like, like you said, Dana rules everything with an iron fist. If you don't want to fight, let's fight. Don't fight. Just don't ask me for the fight in three months. Because when you do that, Dana, what I like about Dana, he keeps it a buck. He's really he goes, yo, look, bro. I offered him to fight. He want the fight. I ain't going to wait for take the fight. We're going to find something else, and we're going to give you guys something entertaining. Like you said, the best is fighting the best, and Dana White, literally, every person who comes out, Dana White's hyping him up. Like, like Before every fight, he goes live on Facebook and Twitter, right? And he goes, this is the fight you got to watch. Every single time it's a prelim fight, I swear to God. It's every single time it's a prelim fight. And he's, he's like, pushing them. And that's something they don't do in boxing. They go, okay, the big names. What are the big names? Earl Spence, That's a big name. Manny Pacquiao's old self. That's still a big name. What else is a big name? Tank Davis. Let's see. Will he fight Ryan Garcia? Probably not because we've been waiting for that for as long as we've been waiting for Joshua and, and Fury. You know what I mean? And it's like... But then everybody else, like, it's a shame. They barely, they barely talk about Nonito Doner. And it's crazy because he's turning back the hands of time. And it's, it's almost, it's like, nobody really, hey, if you go, Nonito, if you say, yo, do you know who Nonito Doner is? They go, oh yeah, the Filipino Flash. He used to box like, you know, you know, a few years back. And it's like, fam, he's still boxing. Well, don't, no, he's still, he, 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 respect him, respect him, right? He ain't no like, He's still doing his thing. It's like, to me, I feel like that's always been the problem with boxing. Like, one of the big problems where, like, they don't promote the new guys. Like, the next guys up kind of have to promote themselves. You know what I mean? And how do they promote themselves? By going through old Nate. Like, a lot, like, like, Tank, like, like, Javonsi Davis. The only reason people talk about him, the same thing with Adrian Broner, was because of their association with Floyd Mayweather. If they're associated with him, boxing wouldn't really hype them up. And that's the problem that I don't really like with boxing. Never mind the fact like you said, like I want to see Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. That's the fight I want to see. With our luck, you know what we'll get? You really want okay, we'll get, we'll get Andrew Reeves versus Dante Wilder. And it's like, like okay, sure, good fight. But that's not what I want. Like give me what I give me what I want. Like that's it. And in MMA, it's not a fight. It, it, it's like, like and what I mean by that is like, Dana's like, this is like, I want to see the fight. You guys want to watch. And he knows when I book those fights, the money's just going to come in. The money will come in naturally because guess what? This is what you guys want to see. And then like you said, with all the promotions, it's like, yeah, we got promotions, but I don't want my guy to lose. And it's like, why build your promotion around a guy you don't have full confidence in. What's the point? Because if you don't have all that confidence, guess what? You should probably build your brain around somebody else.
0: You know what I mean? No, like, yeah, you're right. I, I do. I do want to say that they do push like guys like Ryan Garcia. Yeah, you're right. Tank Davis did, was, did get a little bit of the rub from uh Floyd Mayweather, but guys like Ryan Garcia, guys like Shakur Stevenson, these guys like. That they do get the push, but the problem is with the promotion is it's they're putting everything on this one guy. That they aren't the people around him. They aren't promoting. So when something mm-hmm. inevitably does happen, it's gonna mess everything up. But I will say, we did a lot of doo doo on unboxing, which was deserved. So mm-hmm. boxing does pay a lot better than MMA. It Dana, does. open up your wallet. Stop being a stingy mf'er and give the fighters the right amount of money. They are putting their lives on the line. This, is where, enjoyment.
1: this is where I'm going to give a little bit of pushback. Okay. Just a little bit. Do I think Dana can pay them more? Yes, I do believe so. I do believe he can pay them more. The problem is... He can't pay them exponentially more, and he can't give them enough for the UFC fighters to be like, "All right, we're good." You know what I mean? Like, they want to be paid as much as boxers. The problem is MMA, and well, more specifically the UFC, it's still a relatively young sport when you're comparing it to boxing. You know what I mean? Like, like if you look at if in terms, if we're going to compare it to human life, right? UFC still can't get their license. Meanwhile, Grandpa Boxing need he need he calls he calls he calls his nephew to go get a ride to go get groceries. So I feel like I think after like maybe 10, 20 years from now, I think the pay will go up. But I just don't think what Dana can give them now, like the most he can give them, I don't think that'll make them happy, but it's just because the sport, I feel like the sport is still kind of young, but it's still evolving. And, like, I think eventually it's going to get to a point where they, what Dana's going to be like, all right, bro, blank checks, which which is kind of messed up to say because the top, top guys, like if, if you're a Conor McGregor, you got a blank check, you know? But I think eventually one day when the sport gets big enough, I think eventually every champion Will be able to get a blank check because at the same time I don't want I I I don't, I don't want an unranked dude making the same as a number five ranked guy. Maybe that's just me, but I feel like your pay you should have a base pay where you know you could live comfortably and you're you're like okay I'm willing to fight for this money. And then when you start climbing up the ranks, I feel like there should be some extra incentive on that because like I said, you're going to go out and you're basically putting your life on the line. Why am I going to put my life on the line and then get paid the same as the dude who lost in the ultimate fighter? And the only reason he's here is because Dana wants to round out the division and we're getting paid the same and I'm better. I feel like there should be brackets. You know what I mean? Where like the higher you are in the bracket, the more money you get. You know what I mean? And you should probably get like, you know, like, I don't know, like, you know, because I, I do like the the whole, oh, it's like five and five, right? Like, you you get this much to show up and then this much when you actually fight. I like that. So maybe we should get a bracket thing where we could put them in like, okay, you guys are both contenders. You know, you get, we'll give you one and one, you get one and one, and then we'll have um, whoever wins, we'll throw a bonus. As long, as long as it's not, as long as you're not boring, you know what I mean? Like, All maybe right. that's just me.
0: No, I get what you're saying, but question for you. If you were Dana White, how much of the revenue would you put back into the fighters? How much percentage-wise? Percentage-wise? Yeah. How much of what you make should go to the fighters' paychecks?
1: I'm I'm starting with 50%.
0: Okay, it's 20. The UFC takes 80 of it.
1: Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Cause the thing is me, I would start with 50 and I would see. and honestly, I thought it was 30. Last time I read it, there was, maybe they were trying to bump it up to 30 or something like that. I thought it was 30, but I would start with 50. Cause I get it. He's got to pay other people or whatnot, but at the same time, I don't want to give Dana a pass. Like I've honestly, I'm in this weird limbo state, right? Where like, I do think the fighters should get paid more. I really do. Because again, an MMA, You can't just be a boxer and think you're going to get away with it. Go ask Conor McGregor how that's working out for you. And I love Conor. I'm a Conor fiend boy. You feel me? I'm out here, bro. I'd be like, yo, I'm telling you right now, I I play Call of Duty religiously, right? If a guy said, if he's talking trash to me, excuse my French, I'd look back and go, who the fuck is that going? Like, that's how much I love Conor McGregor, bro. Like, I do the walk and everything, my guy, you know? But boxing, go ask him how it's working. You Know what I mean? Like, go ask him and he's gonna tell you I can still do it. But then when you watch him, no, it, it's really not working. Now, now you're looking like you you look at a guy like an Israel Adesanya, who can you know, he's he's, he's good on the ground, he's gonna he's good on his feet, but if you try to bring him down, he knows what to do on the ground too. Guy like like Tony Ferguson in his prime, he was a banger. But if you brought him to the ground and thought you was gonna be good. Yo, this dude invented Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And people thought, yeah, I'm going to take down Tony Ferguson. It's going to be sweet. It's like, no, Damian Maia is another guy who, you, like, he was solid on his feet. But if you thought, like, oh, yeah, I can find a hole in this Like, you were going to be beat. And that's honestly what I like more about MMA is, like, it encompasses everything. You know, like, it encompasses everything. Like, when I'm fighting you, right, like, Jason, if you and I were fighting, right, I don't just got to look at your shoulders, Nah, I don't got to look at this. I got to look at your shoulders. I got to look at your knees. I got to look at your head. And at the same time, I'm doing everything, and I'm about to get dizzy. I'm about to throw up. And next thing you know, I'm get disqualified. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot you got to pay attention to. And not only that, in boxing, let's say you get, like, for instance, when Miguel Cotto, when he was fighting Antonio Margarito, the first fight, when that little cheating, that little punk didn't have plastered. And I knew it was plaster. I know it was because in the rematch, they said, I think it was with Max Kellerman. And, and and my guy was speaking to him. And he goes, Yo, what is this? What is this? And I turned over corner tried to be like, Huh? Huh? it's like, Don't do that. But like, when, you know, you can kneel, right? And like, when you're taking too much damage, you need to take a minute, you can kneel. Go kneel on Octagon. Let me know how that works out for you. Go kneel. Go kneel. Go kneel. Go kneel and have Amanda Nunez go, like, Okay, let me go to my corner. Like, yo, no. and by the way, I'm telling you this. Amanda Nunez, if 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 I'm allowed to put her in the pound for pound, she's number one. Yeah. I'm throwing that out there, bro. Because I don't think she gets enough respect. And I, I just love me so Amanda Nunez. But you like the MMA, I just feel like it encompasses way more. You know what I mean? So it's like the knockouts are fun, right? But I also, I also like watching two guys like wrestling, right? And I I like watching them like like hand fighting. Because, like, people think, oh, yeah, they're just playing patty cake. No, bro, it matters. Because the instant you miss one hit, who knows what could happen? You can get to a rear naked choke. They can slip out and get you in an armbar. Like, a a triangle. Like, anything can happen. And I think that's what's kind of more appeasing is, like, you don't really know how it's going to end. You know, in boxing, it's, you know what I mean? Like, in boxing, it's like, you know, you can get knocked out or go to the decision. It's kind of the same way in the MMA community, but there's those guys who can, who are just, Absolute wizards on the ground, and it's different. There's guys who come out with that weird karate stance, like you see Stephen Wonderboy Thompson come out with. Then there's just guys who just come out like boxing, like Conor McGregor, and then sometimes we switch to that karate stance. Then you just see guys who are just waiting for the takedown, like a Habib, or you just see guys like like Daniel Cormier, who just kind of has his hands out like that. He just goes like that, and he just goes like that. He just wants to get you down. Like you know, I just I I personally I like MMA more. I feel like they give you what you want, and seven out of 10 times, the fight you want is a banger. More times than not, you'll see a Stipe versus Ngannou, and you enjoy it, rather than you see a Paul Daly versus Josh Koscheck, and you're kind of just bored, and you're about to go to sleep, and then the, the most exciting punch is at the end of the fight, and then he, then Josh Daly ends up going, oh, yeah, Paul Daly goes, yeah, you, you're not here no more. They don't want end up kicking him out. So... I don't know, man. I just I, I I'm taking MMA and I, I do believe boxing is dying. But do, do you think boxing is dying? Like, do you think do you think it could like turn itself around?
0: Yes, as soon as I was talking to Joe, co-host on throwing jabs, and as soon as he said, My daughter thinks Jake Paul is one of the greatest boxers ever, uh that's the moment. Like, I mean Last weekend, the the big fight on was a Vander Holyfield versus Vitor Belfort. Did you actually see it? No. <laughs> you That's think I'm gonna to pay run.
1: money to watch that? So like a moron, I paid for it. <laughs> like I, I I saw it. Right. First and foremost, Anderson Silva, you're my hero. Thank God. You know, Tito T's got knocked out. I've been waiting for someone to do him like that. I don't like him when he did for Chuck down that third fight. Oh, that should have never been no. sanctioned. I don't know who thought that was a good idea, but whoever thought it was a good idea, they need to go start some time for that. When Evander Holyfield came out, I immediately regretted all my life choices. This guy, he looked like he needed a cane. And then when he's in there, look, I don't know who I saw in there. That was TRT Belfort. That was a Vitor. That was that was TRT. Yes, like ain't no way you're gonna tell. This dude looks bet almost looked as good, and is probably he almost looked like prime Vitor, like a time machine. I'm like, I'm like, look, look at me, look, look, look at me, athletic commission. You're gonna tell me that he's clean? Look at me, like, and it, oh my, it was horrible, bro. Like the the punch he threw kind of was like a a punch, but it was kind of like an epileptic punch, and Holyfield took, it, and he was like. Oh, boy, And then he fell and I was like, and then the ref waved it up. And I was like, wait, that's it. I'm like, Oh dear God. I'm like, here we go again. I'm like, I'm a fool.
0: It's, 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 it's WWE. They're all on Sarah. That was Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg. That's what the main event was. I mean, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. I mean, boxing, I, I, I've been saying it, it, it's not a sport anymore. I mean, at the highest level, I'll give it that. But right now, it's just more and more just sports entertainment, sports entertainment. 100%. I'm
1: 100% with you. And it's like, I just, I I don't know, man. It's just, I I, I really hope and pray that they kind of get it together. Because, Like I said, I love boxing. I've grown up watching boxing and it's a shame that this is how it's looking now. That it's looking almost like a joke, you know? Cause now they're kind of like, come one, come all. And then the sad part about it is like every fight they try to tell me, you don't want to miss it. And it's like, nah, bro, you know what I do miss? Old boxing, legit boxing. Like this is like you said, bro, this is sports entertainment, 100% bro. But speaking of sports entertainment, Tonight, I'm putting you on the spot, Jace. Ravens, Raiders, talk nice to me, boy, who you got. Talk nice to me.
0: I actually think the Raiders have a lot better of a chance than a lot of people think. But uh, Lamar Jackson is just too much. I, I think if Derek Carr, if Josh Jacobs can do what he can do and Derek Carr can work the play action and find the ball to Darren Waller, the Raiders can get it done, especially with the the hits the Ravens defense took this offseason. Yeah. And I mean, especially with Darren mm-hmm. Waller being the one you're throwing the ball to, you're not gonna have the matchups with the the Humphrey and Peters yep. to really worry about. Yep. So I think this is a lot closer of a game than a lot a lot of people think. But I, I expect Lamar Jackson to get it done. Believe
1: it, I'm with you,
0: except I'm on the
1: opposite side. I got the Ooh. Raiders. Now, the reason I think so is I expect Josh Jacobs to have a solid game. Darren Waller needs to prove he's a top three t- tight end in the league. He comes out and he says he is. And I, 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 I want to put him there. I really do. He's taking the steps in the right direction to be up there. He's taking the steps in the right direction. Because
0: in terms of who'd your other three be then? What do you the the the, the three? We'll be the, the third. I mean obviously Kittle and uh yeah. Kelsey Kittle
1: Kelsey. I like Hawkinson
0: from uh from okay. Lions.
1: I like him. Um
0: I'm not mad at that.
1: Go, 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 I That's I can never right, say the like name. from from the Dolphins. Oh Gusecki? yeah. Gusecki. I, I don't know why I would <laughs> And another name, Dallas Goddard. I like him. People think I overrate him a lot, and I think I do, but I just love him because in Madden, he was so sticky. So, like, I I think I'm tainted right now. But, like, as of right now, I do have Darren Waller in my top five. Though Right now, I got Kittle at one, Kelsey at two, but you can flip those. You know, I'm not really mad. You know, you can flip those. And then at three, it's tough because you got a whole bunch of guys. Never mind, you got a guy like Mark Andrews. Who's not? He ain't no slouch himself. He's yeah. not a slouch at all. He, you know what I mean? He knows what he's doing. So there's a lot of guys who I think could make that push. And I think right now you're gonna see a lot of tight ends trying to make that push. And I think this is a game that Wall can have that if he gets turned, which I expect him to, that could catapult him into the stratosphere of a you're not, a, you're not a Kelsey, you're not a Kittle but I'll still take you on my team. Like, you're a step under that type of type of dude. You know what I mean? He's got the speed. He's got the agility. He's got the power. If you see seen him be trucking, dude, he'd be stiff arm and stuff. I'd be going like that thinking it's, it's freaking Derrick Henry and it's like Josh Norman all over again. Or when he did, when he did an Earl Thomas, I made a block for him. Like, you know, like, I, I really do like this kid, and I think he can get up there. I really do. But I need to see him. I got the Raiders. And like 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 you said, I think it's gonna be a close game. I don't think if it's a blowout, I'll be shocked. Either way, if if the Ravens get blown out or the Raiders get blown out, either way, I'd be shocked if it's a blowout. Hundred and ten percent. I I'm I'm taking the Raiders. I'll go. It's going it's going to be by five points. I think I think yeah. it'll be by five because okay. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a one score game. There's no way I can possibly on God's green earth see anybody. But blow each other
0: out, and if if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I don't know what I'm talking about. All right, three and a half. So you, I mean, you like the Raiders, regardless. Yep. So I, I didn't realize it's spread that low. So I, I'm gonna go with the Ravens to cover, but I I do think it'll be a lot. It'll be a very very close game. I, I do think I, I like the. I love the Raiders. Pass rush. Yes. But the thing with that is when the, the they're getting the pressure, that opens up holes that yeah. Lamar Jackson can get through. So and we'll and we'll yep,
1: we'll see how that works. And obviously Lamar Jackson's gonna have to he's gonna use his legs a lot, you know. But this is the game for him to show his arm on. This would be the game because yeah. they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna stack the box up on you. They're gonna they're not they're gonna want to contain him. And what that means is He might have some avenues to explore. So it's going to be interesting. I'm going to tell you this right now. It's going to be worthy of a Monday night game. 100%. I don't care what anybody says. It's going to be worthy. But that's it for us. Appreciate it. Jace.
0: Thanks for having me on, my man. You're the
1: guy, bro. I appreciate you being here. 100%. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at Prideful Takes. I'd be saying the spiciest stuff there. If you thought I was crazy now on Twitter, I'm a whole different beast. 100%. Facebook. Catches there, Prideful Takes, where that's where we go on Facebook Live. I'll be putting up memes and stuff like that. All that good shizness. That's where you can catch it. Visit our website, www.pridefultakes.com. Every episode is there. And on top of that, we also have articles up there that we be putting up there. And they're a little bit more professional. So it's not just me, you know, just spewing out the side of my mouth. This time I'm spewing out in front of my mouth. So there's the difference. <laughs> We're also on Spotify at Prideful, the Prideful Takes Podcast. Listen, I know my face right here. It, it's tough to look at sometimes, you feel me? So if you just want to hear to my my wonderful voice and Jace's wonderful voice, you can catch us on Spotify. And maybe you ain't get enough of the face. We're on YouTube at Prideful Takes. Jace has been fun, my guy. 100%, I'm going to need you here again. For sure. 100%. For sure, 100% bro. I'm gonna need you here. It's been real, my guy. And and, and ladies and gentlemen, please, throw in jabs. Him, Joe, please take the floor. You
0: know, go to just go to clovercrestmedia.com. Uh, I think I do seven different podcasts at this point. or produce some of it. Go check those out. Great articles, great podcasts. Uh, yeah, for all your sports needs, and they even got some other stuff that doesn't have me on it. But it's all. But it's also cool. You got true crime. There's a real tea podcast. Go check it out. Yeah,
1: 100%. Well, it's your boy Pride. I appreciate you guys chilling with me. Jace, you're the Thanks
0: man. Me, my brother.
1: Not all heroes wear capes. Just remember I said that to you. On behalf of my boy Big Jace, it's your boy Pride. Take care. I'll see you all real soon.